Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Production. Welcome, welcome to episode 14 of Riding the Prime. I'm Hondo, here with MTG and Guy. What's up, guys? What's What's going on? Oh, man. Week four of the NBA season. You guys ready to go? Ready to do the rundown? I'm, I'm already to... running. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm waddling. We're just waddling. Just, just going. Just going. All right. So traditionally, we've been recording on Saturdays for the last couple of weeks. Today, we're recording Sunday, the 20th. Um, so we're going to actually run through, starting from the 13th, some notable games that happened over the last week. First off, let's get started with our boy Andrew Wiggins dropping 47 versus the Lakers. Eesh, looking like a young Kobe. Career, career high. Couldn't be stopped. No. Absolutely. I think he was told to be more aggressive and he got more aggressive. <laughs> pretty awesome. He's he's been quoted to saying like the game has kind of slowed down for him a little bit. And yeah. you can kind of see it. I want to get your thoughts on Thib- Thibodeau sometime in this podcast. Well, we'll break it down. We'll Because uh, I'm getting a little concerned. Yeah, we'll, let's we'll go. Do it. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll continue on. Uh, Serge Ibaka hits a game winner versus OKC. Magic over OKC. Uh, it, it's just these damn rivalry games. You can't predict them, man. Oh well, it's not a rivalry until like you trade your your star to the other the other team, right? Well, OKC and Magic weren't really in the rivals. Yeah, but Ibaka went yeah. uh, went to the Magic, and it's just like when they go back to yeah. to spell revenge, yeah. re- revenge is had. <laughs> that that's what's happening this that's season. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, the fourteenth Pelicans win over Boston, like. Pelicans just decided to start winning again, and we'll, we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, some pretty cool stuff happened towards the end of the week, but we're going to get into it. Boy, uh, Davis is kind of coming back with a vengeance again. I mean, he's he's kind of up and down. He can go for that, those supreme nights, but, man, he he can be a force if he stays with it. Mm-hmm. I don't – but the way that he's playing right now, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a uh, an MVP candidate with – who else is kind of run league? Right. Um, so Grizz over the Jazz. Clippers take another one. They, they take this one over the Nets. I mean, that's not really not much to be said there. Moving on to the fifteenth, Chicago plays Portland, um, and I believe that the is that the game that we watched together. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was boy, you were saying some of the tweets about it, but oh no, oh that's the that that's the one that we live tweeted. So if oh, you, oh, if you want to go oh. back, <laughs> yeah, Portland uh, social media is not caring for us much anymore. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte kind of takes over uh, Minnesota in another game on the fifteenth. Cleveland, Cleveland beats Toronto in a very very close game. LeBron is playing. 
pretty tremendously in that game. 16th, dude, 76ers, Washington. I don't know, man. I don't know. 76ers dump Washington. Whatever. We'll we'll get back into that one. In damn it, damn it, damn it. Indiana over Cleveland. Like, how am I supposed to predict this? I, I'm gonna break down this later on in my segment. I, I feel a ramble coming. Oh man. <laughs> the uh <laughs> from the 16th though, we started heavily tracking the old man's. So these are starters that score zero points, and we have some pretty some pretty big numbers. Omer, the original O-Man Osik, is, is, <laughs> is kind of leading the effort there. Jeff Green, Deron Williams, uh, Nurek, like all kind of... They, Nurkic. Nurkic? Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce Nurkic. shit. I can't pronounce shit today. How about you watch the Denver game? Oh, <laughs> I still can't pronounce it. Like he had to do the... In the earlier episodes, he had to do stuff to uh, translate it for me. So, um, yeah, so they're now part of the O-Man's club. So we'll, uh, they're going to be jacket members if they keep going at it yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, moving on to the 17th, dude. Oh, damn it, I can't cannot predict this. Washington over New York, like what? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Miami over Milwaukee. The the Bulls over the Jazz. I think though. No, this was the one that we watched together. Yeah. This is the one that we watched together. We watched a huge win. Oh, Minnesota over Philly, mm-hmm. which is a fun game to watch. Um, Harden had a pretty awesome performance on Thursday with a triple double. Um, in, in that win over Portland, <laughs> it's it, it's always fun to introduce uh, Matthew Deladova to the uh, to the old man. <laughs> Absolutely, 18th. Uh, so this is Friday night. The Friday night games. Hornets, Hornets. Um, they beat uh, Atlanta. I mean, boy, those teams are looking looking good. And I'll let you guys kind of have some takes on that in, in a second here. Uh, damn it. Phoenix Indy, I wish this game was just thrown out of the league and thrown out of the schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> New Orleans, uh, New Orleans over uh, over Portland. Thank you, thank Sorry. you for throwing in the airport code. <laughs> completely throwing me. <laughs> fly into Portland once. <laughs> I don't need to fly into Portland. I'll take the trade. What, whatever. That that's neither here nor here nor there. There's going to be a lot of post-production going on here um <laughs> the the warriors clobbered the celtics which i thought would be a much closer game and to last night's games houston houston edges utah the pelicans take another one but they took a pretty good one against charlotte uh miami miami takes out washington but there's some absolutely insane performances from john wall yeah. and bradley beal oh, yeah. combined for 68 points um, Golden State. Golden State beats Milwaukee, but Milwaukee plays close, which is a really. It was an amazing game. Really, my, probably my game of the week. Yeah, game of the week. Yeah. And the the Clippers. The Clippers actually mount to come back to take Chicago, and uh, there's some pretty pretty good performances from Chicago's side, but the Clips are just on a tear. Yep. So, all right, thoughts, concerns. Yeah, I mean, just kind of like some. Um, Rising teams, we're seeing Miami kind of show its stuff. Um, we're seeing uh, Golden State kind of ever since the um, you know the the drought from three from Curry, we're seeing him kind of on a tear. We're seeing the Clippers stay you know very uh, poised at the top. Um, I think we're seeing a resurgence of the Pelicans and Memphis. And you're saying a, a resurgence of the Pelicans? That's a strong word. I would from last, you, from using the R best, word. I would say like. Yeah, a rebound off the bottom, a dead cat bounce, you. if you will. Thank you. That's where I was just going with that. That was a totally dead cat bounce. 
<laughs> well, you can edit my R words out. <laughs> Continue. I, I agree with you on Memphis, that's for sure. No, no hey, hey, Memphis, I was watching, uh, I just watched that Memphis-Minnesota game. Zach Randolph was just incredible in that game last night. Holy cow. He could just, like, wherever he was shooting from, he was making it. And Pitbull. Just, I'm a biased Wolves fan, and I had to turn that off at halftime. <laughs> it was yeah. impossible yeah. to watch. Yeah, because his like his just short jumpers, he was making everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. Can, um, continue on though. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, yeah, like I said about Pelicans and the Grizzlies, I would say like uh, Charlotte kind of stayed even keel a little bit, mm-hmm. didn't really move the needle a little bit at all. And I think Atlanta saw some difficulties recently. I think they lost today, and they lost. Couple days ago against uh, like Charlotte and a couple other games, um, so they've been kind of slumping a little bit. Yeah, um, but that's that's really buying into that Atlanta optimism too early in the season. So just let them work that out. They'll be a 500 team before too long. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, for me, I thought Memphis played really well this week. I think they might have lost one game, but they they came up on top on the other ones. Hornets also look good to me. They you know, beat ATL, mm-hmm. um, beat Minnesota, and they've really surprised me. Obviously, I didn't have them doing a whole lot this season, and they've been at the, the top tier of the East so far. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, I mean, even though they're a little bit up and down in terms of the win-loss column, they just continue to look solid. It's just about that uh, consistent push through four quarters that they haven't been able to mount yeah. so far. Still, a lot of a lot of parity, the same as we talked yeah. about a couple weeks back. It's just like... Uh, New York beats somebody, and then they lose to somebody worse. And then, you know, like Portland is on a slump right now, just getting beat by like the Pelicans. And yeah. like, how does that? How does that even make any sense? Um, Chicago, you know, drumming. I mean, not drumming, but they were pretty much in control that whole game against the Jazz. And then up big in LAC, and then LAC came back and, and uh, yeah, made that happen. It's so going to be a crazy if this if this stays par for the course. The last two, three weeks of the season is going to be insane. <laughs> need, some, need some Xanax, some yeah. anti-anxiety. <laughs> like the same as when the uh, the trade offers were coming in in July. For and sure. tried to manage just thoughts and feelings like, oh my God, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that is going to happen Because again. we're seeing teams like Boston and Portland kind of slumping a little bit too. and yeah. But they're still in the middle of the pack. Like they're not too worried. That's what it feels like. I feel like everyone's in the middle of the pack. Yeah. I mean, you've got like two or three teams in each conference that are yeah. like, Put up eleven and ones and ten and twos, but everyone else is just sort of that seven and six and six yeah. and five. Um, you know, like that OKC Houston game was crazy. Pivotal. Right? It's like like that dunk from Westbrook got to be up mm, there on the dunk of the mm, week. That's um, an insane dunk. But that felt like playoff basketball. Uh, that game Memphis won, where Gasol hit that game winner and then did the McGregor shake. Yeah, yeah. like that was mean. And just so a lot of overtime games, a lot of close games. And so this week felt felt good. Felt like a little, there was a lot of action going yeah. on, but. It's just like everyone's in the middle of the pack. No one's really established themselves outside of, you know, Golden State, Cleveland. Well, all right. So l- let's get into a few more awesome, awesome moments for the week. So you you talked about one, which w- was one of my favorites. That Gasol, the Gasol game winner, dude. Blake Griffin's dunk last night over yeah. Robin Lopez yeah. or Brooke Lopez it. or Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. Robin. Okay, Rolo. Robin got the hair. Brooke got, you know, a jump shot and 20 injuries. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, that was, I mean, that that dunk was sick. That is an official Insane Dunks nominee. So um, Horford's block, game winner. Man, just tremendous performance from him last night. Top five, top five, Last top night, five. Was, yeah, yeah, he, he did the layup. Yeah. 
uh, off an offensive rebound or something. Yeah, just a put and back. And then the game-winning block. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about Al Horford in, uh, in the three-man week. Yeah, yeah. All right, so hit me up with the, the Embiid. Embiid? St- yep. Embiibers? Fevers? <laughs> Yo, seven minutes in the first quarter because he's on a minute restriction, and he pulls out three threes, a couple dunks, 17 points in one seven minutes in the first quarter. Who were they playing? Um, I don't know. I don't know who they were playing, but like we saw them play against Minnesota, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you put some people who are capable defenders on him, and you know he has no other teammates, so he was just kind of floundering, flailing, right? We didn't see a lot of good stuff from Embiid against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like to me, this is a signal of a really young player that's like really streaky, right? He'll drop seventeen in seven minutes, and mm-hmm. then he'll just put up a bunch of bricks, force a lot of things, yeah. and not never pass the ball. So it's really interesting. I guess this is awesome moment. So I guess. I, Better not take the piss out of this. <laughs> no, you're but, not. You're not. I mean, he ended the game with 26, so it's not like he kept going with momentum. But man, that stream is just you've dead. you've completely belittled the awesome moments for the week. And MB, <laughs> the god. It was so mediocre. <laughs> um, I I do want to talk. This is an awesome moment to me. I always like it when players come back. Drew Holiday came back from from being gone. I believe it was. He was supporting his wife who had cancer, correct? Yeah, uh, like a brain surgery. A brain surgery, okay. Yeah. Um, but that's it's awesome that he's back. He also adds some much, much needed depth mm-hmm. to uh, the Pelicans. And, and Tyreek Con- uh, Evans is also coming back soon, too. Sure. Um, I'm really sure. offended that anyone compared his goggles to Horace Grant's. Those are <laughs> clearly, they're not in the same ballpark. If you want to make a fair comparison on the goggles, Amari Stoudemire. Those okay, are the Amaris. Yeah, okay, okay. Horace Grant got the OG classics. Yes. Let's not even. That's just disrespectful to the legends. We got Kurt Rambis, Horace Grant, Thank you. Amari Stoudemire. Don't forget about the god, Kareem. Right. You got no, the Kareem, Kareem. goggles. Yeah, those I, were, I started with Kurt Rambis. What's wrong yeah, with me? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. You started with Kurt Rambis. <laughs> no, no one starts with Kurt Rambis. I mean, you should have started with George Mikan wearing actual glasses on the yeah, basketball sure, court. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, All right. one of my favorite uh, moments this week was um, three point like circus uh, with the Spurs versus I forgot who they were playing against, but it was like Kawhi Leonard to Mano Ginobili to Paul Gasol to something like Davis from Latvia to um, who's their Mills? Australian Patty Mills from Australia. Yeah, and it was like around the world on the three point line. It was kind of funny, <laughs> just like the yeah. flavor, right? Of that I like that Boom. spice. And you, man. You know, this is your boy Embiid. Yeah, I, I, Dro- I drop keep dropping him in here. No, just drop him. Drop. He threw down some awesome moments. So, 17 points in the first quarter. That same game, he was against Phoenix. Okay. The same game, second quarter. He uh, there was a there's a um, courtside fan who was wearing a Phoenix jersey at a Philly game. Yeah, he blocks the shot and hits the guy's head. <laughs> okay. This is the fan on the stadium. And then he just goes like this right in front of him. <laughs> just the crowd is the roaring. Roof. And it was just so awesome. Just yeah. raises the roof because our, our symbology at our seats is not is not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Close your eyes. Over close, just close your eyes and imagine Gay just flailing his arms. <laughs> no, he's flailing them like an Aztec priest summoning <laughs> deities from another world. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I hope that's a segment every time. It will be. Uh, notable stats. I, I thought this was funny that Mike Muscala is leading the league in like f- uh, field goal percentage. I just like how is that possible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Nick Stauskas is second. <laughs> you brought him out in the pod or on NBA Thursday, and all of a sudden he's just like on a tear. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know I had that kind of power. But <laughs> he's gonna be playing in no China one man in two years, you know. Can what have saying? all that power. 
China. China. Shanghai Sharks. So one one of the really interesting stats, and I I had to dig to find this, but I found out that DeRozan and Lowry are basically like leading the league in minutes per game, which is not that surprising given what they typically average, but the fact that there's two players on the same team putting in about 38 minutes a game, that Mm. is, that's a lot of time. It's a lot. It's high usage. um, But I mean, has anybody seen Damari Carroll? I mean, put that man's face on a milk carton. <laughs> I mean, that was the big free agent signing last year, and then he got no injured, kidding. and then he comes back this year and can't do anything for them. I mean, Valentine was putting them up, putting up numbers, but yeah, they got a good bench, but they got to rely on their two uh, their two backcourt superstars. He's got his money, but he ain't got his milk. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this other stat. I didn't come up with this one, but I think one of you, I think I you came up with this one. So the two. Two of the leading MVP candidates, at least at this point, with Westbrook and Harden, are also responsible for two of the highest turnover ratios <laughs> right now at five and a half turnovers a game. They're both leading the league. <laughs> both leading the league. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Harden's leading the league in assists, so his assist yeah. to turnover ratio is still actually really good. <laughs> you can lead the league in turnovers and still have an excellent yeah. ratio. All right, so we're introducing a new, a new section of this weekend or of our gameplay here. And talking about kind of rising stars and falling hearts. So talk, talking about the players that kind of made the come up this week and some players that really, really had just kind of disastrous performances. Yeah, I would say players that we probably wouldn't normally talk about on the podcast or sure. on any really, you know, hardcore podcast. Um, players like Trevor Ariza, you know, picking it up in steals um, yep. in the now in the top five, you know, category. Yep. But that's I think that's being led by Chris Paul right now. Sure. Um, so, you know, that's a kind of a rising star. I would say that Wilson Chandler, finally healthy, finally playing meaningful minutes for Denver. Yep. He's kind of running away right now with the sixth man of the year. Yep. Um, we got Cantor. We got Zach Randolph. We got some other pe- people right now. But it's cool that we're seeing someone like Wilson Chandler just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's averaging 18 points or something like that. Um, we're seeing uh, Jabari Parker kind of showcase now out of nowhere, um, averaging 20 points a game. Like who would have thought? Yeah, and it's like we saw we saw that athleticism and we saw that dominance from uh, the Greek freak, but we yeah. we weren't seeing it from from Parker, and it's it's kind of cool to see that again. Yeah, and, um, and keeping on this uh, the hype train, you know, Julius Randle is have had a man, triple double the other day. Man, boom, I'm getting boom. I, they're I'm, like really ex- exploiting the fact that they have Julius Randle on their team. Yes, and Luke Walton's getting the best out of him. I always really thought he could be like this power forward version of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of looking Whoa. at that like that. Whoa. Uh, oh, Whoa. like homeless version of. Okay. All right. Of All right. That's so more acceptable. So I, I love the hype train. I'm going to give MTV the 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 lackluster version of this, the falling hearts. So who's MTV? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like some sort of like channel? I don't know. That, Damn it. That existed back in the My, 80s and 90s. Who did not perform this week? Oh, you want to know who's falling hard this week? Yes. <laughs> okay. Why? Yes. One, Ricky Rubio. One, Richard Ricardo Rubio. <laughs> I mean, he's just not... He has glimpses. He has moments, right, where he's, like, showing some some dazzling things. He doesn't play defense, and he gambles way too much. You know what I'm saying? Cur- like, yeah. the guy won't even be past half court. He's going for a steal. That's not appropriate. That man's Chris Paul. That's not going to work. <laughs> he has a career high... Or a career high in turnovers and a career low in assists right now. Mm. What okay. is his role in our team? He's like, still coming back from injury, though, right? What his a great career, ratio. But. but I feel like it's a terrible ratio. <laughs> it ain't no golden ratio, but let's talk about Thibodeau for just one second. Bring it to me. What does Thibodeau do with point guards? Ruins them. 
<laughs> what does he do with Enough small said. forwards? He ruins them. What does he do with power forwards? Ruins them. I mean, why? Let's just be. Let's ask. Let's ask the question. Why were starters in the game that entire time versus Philadelphia? That was absurd. Oh, oh that was. They should have been pulled ridiculous. out at like the six-minute mark in the third quarter, and it should have just been all bench plays. From it there was on trending out. by one person. Why keep the starters in the game, right? Thank you. Why are the starters in the yeah. game? It's absurd. No, he's he thirty I mean, point blowout. This is to me, it's a power move by him, right? It's an ego thing. It's totally mm-hmm. about just like I, you know, he only knows how to play basketball, how to coach basketball one way. He has he's has one note, and it's a fucking <laughs> megaphone, the foghorn, <laughs> Fog that's like blowing in people's ears continuously. <laughs> he has no, I mean, there's no other levels. There's no smooth to Thibodeau. There's no tact. All it is is that I'm gonna ride you till you're in the grave. You have so. Ricky Rubio on your team. That he's like the god of pick and roll, and they don't even run pick and anything. They just he just yeah, hands it it's off. Pick and fail. They just he just hands it <laughs> off and then stands in the corner. That's his worst spot. Yeah, that's he a can't just stand strategy. around. Can't have it. Nah, <laughs> he's not, not Derrick Rose. He's not you know DJ Augustine on offense for whatever reason. I'm that's right. putting him in the conversation. Can we, can we bring Nate Robinson back? And yeah. Just put him well, we have him on Minnesota. Area 21. Not you know. Oh no. <laughs> Shooting jumpers over twenty-one in my presence again. Over dummies, apparently. But <laughs> one right. one Greg Monroe logged a grand total of two minutes. <laughs> I mean, they paid all that money for him yeah. too. I don't know. They haven't been able to work him into the rotation, get him you know the looks and touches that you know he should be getting. They just don't know how to work him into their offense, right? And so that's to me, that's a failure a little bit on both sides. But it speaks a little bit to Jason Kidd about. You know, you can't do anything with your high-paid center free agent acquisition. Like, there's nothing you can do. He's just freakishly long and athletic and played really good in Detroit, but you can't do shit with him. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, Paul George. Anybody? Oh, gosh. Anybody seen him? No, put him, on the mail, put him on the mail curtain. I man. mean, they can beat Cleveland with no LeBron, but congratulations. <laughs> so can every other team in the league. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to I talk about a few, like, absolutely terrible moments. So the... I saw this play. This was from last night's game. Um, Omar Asik not only scored zero in joint and retained his membership <laughs> in the O-Mans, he had a pass go between his legs for like an easy dunk. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> just incredible. And then Aaron Bain shot. The Aaron Bain shot was just <laughs> – I, I just want Aaron Bain shot to be a meme for the rest of the season of how not to shoot at the end of a game. For sure. It was absolutely terrible. Any other terrible moments <laughs> that you guys remember? Nah. Okay. All right. So we will be right back with the three-man weave. Swish. Brick. <laughs> we are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh, happening? man. What an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate is the grand We are back with the three-man weave. MTG, get us started this week. Here we go. All right, to kick it off, after being an NBA Thursday, having some heated debates, trying to make uh, some long-term points, some some gambling uh, debts uh, appear out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. I say let's bring it to to three-man weave. I want to drop some long-term bets. These are bets (laughs) that are one-year plus. 
We revisit them over time. Okay. Anytime that we have any movement on them, we're going to bring them back up uh, in this segment going forward so y'all can keep track with us. And look, we're just going to do a friendly friendly little wager, uh, $20 each. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to we'll put it on For the sure. line. So Done. What, I, what I feel like is one of us is going to put out a bet. Yep. And we can say whether or not anyone wants to take that bet. Okay. All right. And we'll discuss it, break it down. We can talk about it, et cetera. So first off, right drop, here. Yeah, drop your first bet. Mm. Hot take. Dirk Nowitzki retires before Vince Carter. Ooh. Boom. Um, Remember, Vince Carter's 72 years old. <laughs> yeah. I he's, believe he he's is. He's in the original land before time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely. Back when they had a dinosaur on the jersey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and a live dinosaur in the stands. Mm. Now they just have inflatables. Correct. I mean, yeah. um, well, I don't think I can uh, really Nobody say, wants that one? say no to that. Because I think that's actually going to happen. You think Nowitzki's going to retire? Even though Vince? Vince Carter is, you know, 41, 42 right now. That's not so what happens if they retire at the same time? Well, it depends on the day, you know, Uh, hour, minute. (laughs) I was going to go that deep on it. I was going to say, like, at the end of the season, if they both retire, that's a push. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to be staking out anybody's crib. I'll take it. I'll take it just for some action. Boom. Beautiful. All right. That was less controversial than I thought. Y'all are some haters. Um, Honda, what you got? Oh, okay. You know what? I've been tracking this stat and I'm I'm going to roll with it. I believe that Portland will have the most overtime games of any oh. team for the remainder of the season. Whoa. Or or, or total, total, total for cumulative for the season. Okay, I'll take you on that, even though I kind of agree or side with you. Okay. I'll take you on You said the field versus Portland? That's right. You get 29 well, NBA teams. He gets one. Thanks. I don't know if I want to, like... <laughs> Too late. Give me odds. Give me odds. <laughs> I mean, the odds are you're going to give me 20 bucks. Uh. Mm. <laughs> Look, Ramble Gamble, you got. I'll take it. I'll, I'm taking you get, it. You get a chance to get your money back on this next one. It's also about Portland. I'm taking it. Yeah, All what right. you got? I think Portland might be blowing up in a couple seasons, but I would say they might consider trading one CJ McCollum by the end of the season. So you're saying they will? Yeah. That's your contention? CJ McCollum by the end of the season. This season? This season. <laughs> you want that? Are you going to take I'll this? I'll take it if you don't. I'll let you have it. You can take All this right, I'm one. definitely taking that one. I don't think there's any way it's going to happen in this season. I think if somehow like Kevin Love or somebody were on the table, that's something that would happen. But they just have him on such a great contract. Just signed him. Mm. You know, consummate mm. professional. Mm. That's a good one, though. I like that. That's a hot take. Um, here we go. Uh, John Wall mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. get traded before he becomes a free agent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll take it. You want yeah. that one? I'll take it. Was, I'll take it. I I don't I, also I don't love it, but I'll take it. Uh-huh. Well, Basically, all I'm good. saying is that he there's no way that he's going to stay in Washington, and no. he lets them know that. No, he he will let them know that. Like it's just. So you're saying that he will get traded, and you're saying no, no, no. Time out. Reword exactly what I you said stated. John Wall gets traded before he becomes a free agent. So you're saying instead of getting traded before his contract's up, he will go into free agency and select the uh, team. Oh, and his contract uh, is up uh, at uh, ni- 2019. 2000. No, no, no. I, sorry, I'm, okay. I'm retracting. Uh, I'm retracting my bet. That's that's no. He's he's I, way too vocal right I mean, now. 
And he's he's angry. I'm he's sorry, so man. unbecoming of the rambling gambler. It's okay. No, there's like so. I will take scary. almost every bet in in uh, this in this realm. But that one's but almost a for sure. That one's almost a for sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> one of Toronto, Boston, and Atlanta will be blowing up their team this season. Toronto, Boston, Ooh. and Atlanta. One of those three. By blowing up, I guess I don't mean yeah, what do you, you mean? overhaul, which is actually the definition what, of blowing the, up. Yeah. It is a major piece gets moved. and um, So you're saying there's a big, they make, one of them makes a big trade? Let's rephrase it. One of Boston, Atlanta, and uh, Toronto makes a splash at the trade the deadline. Trade. They okay. pick up make, a player. They pick up slash lose a key player, too. I would mm. say they make a huge splash at in. The, by the trade deadline, I'll I'll take it. I, I think Toronto's Toronto's in that discussion. Well, so you're saying that none of them will. If you take the other side of that, do you know how gambling works? Damn it! <laughs> I'm so confused with that bet. I'm so confused. With one that of one of Portland. They'll, they'll either they'll either add or subtract. No, this is, he's saying that the, a blockbuster trade will come from one of these three teams. Okay, and so you're saying that there will not oh, be a blockbuster no, never trade. Mind, from one never of those mind. Never mind. Never mind. I will take that because I don't think any of them are doing that. No mm-hmm. one's in the past. I don't think Atlanta and Boston what, will, but I. I okay. I'll go. That's why right. I threw it out there. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'm good. taking that. I, I like the other side of that. All Rambling right. gambler. Fine. Step it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want odds on this. I want odds on this because I'm going with a single pick again. I'm saying that. I'm saying with odds that Steve Kerr will not win coach of the year. Why would anybody take the other side of that? You're giving yourself 29 teams. No, no, I'm just... Yes! yes. Yeah, that's what you this just is... said. You just said he will not win Coach of the Year, so you're betting that one of the other 29 will, and you want us to get locked into a Steve Kerr winning Coach of the Year pick <laughs> for $20. <laughs> what is... What, man? What is in that cup? I'm not... What's in that cup? What you know. got in that cup? Fine, fine, fine. All right, Mo- moving we're, on. We're scratching Mo- that. Moving just, on. I'm, I'm going to edit that, that shit. <laughs> that's fine. Um... Here we go. Miami lands a franchise player before Boston does. Miami lands a franchise player before Boston. And here's what I'm saying. That's not necessarily like a given or anything. Boston's got all the chips, all the pieces. They've no. got all the assets. No. Miami does not, but Miami has the no. God, the no. Don. I want Riley. $50 on that, too. I want $50 on and that do bet. Want, and do wait. <laughs> I want $50 that if you Boston... Want 50, that Boston Boston is going to land that player before Miami All right. does. But this if is a long-term 50, bet from now until the end of the season until or free agency? Forever. Until one of those teams lands a franchise player. I'm, I'm oh. in for $50 on this. I feel like I failed you a little bit. I read it as like this season is a one-year bet. like Between now and to the one year, not uh, one year damn. plus. Not, well, I mean, that's... So whenever it happens, yeah. it, it's just kind of like it's my fault. No, no that's yeah. all good. No, and no. then and then you don't even understand what gambling. Nah, means, this apparently. man has never gambled in his life. <laughs> this right. is the handling so, gambler. <laughs> Continue on, <laughs> sirs. <laughs> all right, here we go. I got the super hot take. The Lakers mm. win another championship before the Celtics do. Boom. Is this will be a decade long bet? Uh, I mean, we could we could drop more money. I will this. take this. 
You want to take it at the twenty one, make it a no. Just raise, it ra- raise like, it up, raise it up. This is this is like raise there's a up. lot of bias in me, like saying this, but raise it up. This Boston will be will win over or uh, before Lakers. It's a super hot take, right? Let's go forty. Boston's much closer. Let's go forty. It's a Lakers. super hot take, and you're giving me odds on that, but I feel like I'm making a bad choice by saying yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just I'm do gonna it. Hedge my bets by putting well, more money in the pot. <laughs> Forty bucks. Uh, I just love when uh, D'Angelo Russell gets traded to Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook in three years. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, the Lakers are title contenders. Yeah, it's gonna be great. All right, boom. I'm gonna make a legit bet this time. Okay. Uh, I don't know what happened before. Um, Hassan Whiteside is going to average. He's currently over sixteen. I think he's gonna going to end the season completely over, like over sixteen, potentially over seventeen. So whoa, he's gonna. So boards, his average wow. for the season is going to be at least sixteen. Is what you're telling me? Sixteen. So his boards. average is going to stay. If not, I, I, I stay think his course. average will stay the course over the the length. Well, and so then he'll be the at the end leading. of the season. At the end of the season, he's going to average sixteen boards a game, which would be what Wilt Chamberlain Rod- numbers. Yeah, like Dennis Rodman. Numbers. I'm j- I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with it. I mean, that? if you don't want to take it, I'm like, I mean, I'm ready to prowl. I will take that without thinking twice, but I'll yeah. give it to you first. I'm hundred dollars in. All right, boom, let's go. Boom, hundred dollars on white side. Well, no, in total, I'm a hundred dollars oh, in. Oh, okay. if I accept this one. Oh, you you just want to raise it up, make everybody nervous on this? <laughs> yeah, white all side of a sudden bet? I was like, yo, <laughs> like, you didn't give me a hundred on the Lakers, but you're taking a hundred on white side. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, twenty bucks on twenty this bucks on, on the white I'm side. I'm doing bet. it. All right. So it's six. It's a push at, no, it's it's sixteen or higher for me, and I'm I win at fifteen point nine yes, or less. Yes, yes, wow. We'll go to Crazy. the hundredth on this one. We will. <laughs> All right. Anybody got any last minute uh, gambling hot takes? Before they want to. No, I got. I'm gonna remember how to gamble before Thank I, you. I start on yeah, this. Yeah, you're next gonna segment. fucking meditate on this for a little bit. Damn. Transcendental gambling. All right. On to the next one. Then here's what we got. Having this discussion in a bar. Oh my god! All right, we need to establish who the top ten power forwards in the league are. Because here's the thing: I was making a point that Al Horford was a spectacular player by like the sheer fact of nothing else that he's a top five power forward in this league, top five, and that Taj Gibson is a top seven power forward in this league. <laughs> and that's my, what sparked. Those, yeah, the those are my contentions, and so like we couldn't come to any agreement, and nobody had all like player lists in front of them. So we wanted to break it down right now. Who are the top ten power forwards in the league? And I feel like in, we got. I don't have like in order, but I okay. just I have a list. Okay. As they came to me, right? It's like not saying like Kevin Love is number one, but Kevin Love is on my list. Okay. Kevin Love. Okay. Anthony Davis. Okay. Boogie Cousins. He's a mm. power forward. Is he? What? Throw that off the list. That's a hanging Chad right there. Paul Millsap, hanging Chad. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of language do you speak? Continue on. Paul Millsap. Mm. Currently, Carl Anthony Towns is playing power forward, mm. but maybe that's up for debate. Draymond Green. Okay. Dirk is still in the league. Trousse. Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Even though he's coming off the bench, Zach Randolph. Mm. And even though he's injured right now, Derek Favors. Woo! And those are ten. That those was, are those ten. Those are ten. Woo! So in, in some sort of order, those are your ten. I mean, I even have Tristan Thompson, but I don't know if that's kind of have him he's hanging. Kinda, he's kind of on the edge. He's a hanging Chad. Ha! Uh, hanging Thompson. 
<laughs> so basically, I didn't hear Al Horford anywhere in there. So you disagree with my contention? Isn't he a center? I mean, is that what we're saying? Are we saying Al Horford is a center in, in this day and age, the year of our Lord, 2016? That's the reason why the man I made is this like list six and eight? left him out. Yeah, I know. So, but here's the other thing: you said Boogie Cousins. I don't think power forward, but Al Horford's a center. I don't think. But don't they could, have they have Costa Kufos currently starting at center? I mean, but here's the thing: you can play LeBron James as a center. You can put. KD is a four. Does that make them those things? Okay, I agree with you in in concept that Al Horford is a natural power forward, but his entire career has been a center. <sighs> I don't know about that. No, his entire <laughs> career has been a center. I mean, he's played a lot of time at center, but if you're asking me, is he a power Zaza forward? Zaza Pachulia center? came off the bench in Atlanta. They had Paul Millsap. If you put, if you put up, don't you lip your smack your lips man, at me? Look, if you had Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> And somebody threw Al Horford in the post, you would get that man out. You would not say he's a center. If you put David Robinson up against Al Horford, you that would not fly. Yeah. The man is a power forward. You put him up against Charles Barkley. That's the same size man that he is. That's what's <laughs> happening. All right. Just because everybody's playing small ball and everybody's got, you know, midgets at the five, that doesn't mean that means nothing. That means nothing to me. I want you to fat check fat check something. <laughs> Go on some sort of site that's not porn and find out the height of Al Horford. <laughs> I like I like that background image right now. Uh, all right. 6'10". What is, that is not 6'6". Six, six. I was obviously that Charles right? Barkley is 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> this is this is heated. I love it. I love it. And what what did you say David Robinson is 7 foot 7 1? That's what I'm saying is that you would never put Al Horford against these big centers. He would get eaten alive. He's 2 inches shorter. Again, would you, in your right mind, put up Al Horford against David Robinson? If I were a GM, I would not have him in the center position, but his entire career. Thank you. Yeah. So that's why it sparked this debate, right? That's that's what I'm saying. So that's why I was asking you. So you didn't even have him on the list, and you gave me some technicality about him being a center, not about his skill level, about whether or not if he really is a power forward, if he belongs on this list. Kansas has never started at center. They've always had a center. I'm sorry, man. You're rolling your your, and your hair Fuck everyone's hair. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Can we talk about Noah Vonley really quick and his hair? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, go. I, I mean, I think that list is interesting. Uh, go to it. Go. Yeah. I mean, if we're just talking about, like, again, if we're going back to talking about who on this list. This is before Taj Gibson even enters this list. <laughs> you didn't like, have Taj, Taj Gibson. Gibson is. By the way, did I even. I didn't even hear Blake Griffin's name Taj. on that. Shaz! That seems like an Blake entire Griffin. huge omission. You want me to take you seriously <laughs> about Boogie Cousins Ayers and Al Horford? B Griff. Yeah, now you got like 12. Yeah, Don't I'm, talk to me er, about it. Errors and omissions. I'm saying errors and omissions. You're screwing yourself over. I, I, I guess I ignored Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah. And but then there's Taj. Bo- but you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this little man. This little man. Little man. Sh- little man Taj. Huge slander. No hair, Taj. All right. All right. This is ridiculous. All right. By the way, he, yeah, can you, next time, can you order those for me, please, so we can figure out who's in the top ten? Can't you, can't you, can't you see? This man is scribbling on the paper. Can't like, you understand? It's incredible. All right, um, Hondo. Yeah. Looks like you have a very well-ordered list here. Looks yeah. like you have some thought put into this. Looks yeah. like you have some analysis to provide. All right, so I'm going to drop. What's your ten look I'm like? I'm going to drop and my ten. And by the way, we can have a few extra sliding off the thing, but it's nice to know who's okay. top ten and who's on the edge. Okay. Hanging. Hang All right, I am putting Blake Griffin <laughs> at number one. Boom. Um, I'm putting Davis at two. Okay. Porzingis at three. Porzingis at three. Love at four. Ooh. I'm putting... Randall. Julius Whoa. Randall. I'm putting Randall way up there. I'm putting Randall above LMA. Rand- LMA drops in at six. Damn. Uh, Draymond Green at seven. Ooh. Al Horford at eight. 
Jabari Parker enters nine. Whoa. Wow. Millsap at ten. Wow. You have so, a hard on for this Julius Randle. <laughs> you just, I mean, I'm seeing these young dudes all at the top. Porzingis yeah. at the three spot. He's the third best power forward in the league. I'm looking at efficiency ratings. You're telling me, so. you're telling me Porzingis <laughs> is better than Draymond Green? Right now That's he what is. You just told me. Right, not not you last need, season. Nah, not got, last season. This got, season. Really. You got to I wouldn't necessarily um, disagree with Hondo because in terms of efficiency, that includes points. Draymond's not actually really scoring anything this season. Again, like... I, I still think... I mean, he, he's still on my list, so I, I can't, like, completely shit on Draymond Green here. He's still on my list. He's just... I think Porzingis is and a better so player this season. Kevin Love makes it to your, to your fourth spot. Like, he's the third option on a team. Like... By the way, yeah, that's a little interesting, right? Indiana beat them. Like Kevin Love couldn't couldn't take on a little bit of additional role this week and uh, play like the all star that he supposedly is and uh, beat Indiana. Well, I mean, that's I, I don't know if you actually ranked them as one to. Oh, you did rank them. Love is four. So I'm saying that he that, got Porzingis three. Love that took four, me a while Randall to digest. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's heavy. Fine. That's heavy. Bino. On the take some Bino, man. <laughs> Just digest it, man. Digest it. <laughs> so you really feel like the 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 wave of the NBA. You know, we got the two guys up at the top who are, you know, I think that's pretty much undisputed or it'd be difficult to dispute that. But yeah. then, you know, three through. I, so I'm 10, looking, I was looking, gonna, I was, I was doing takes. a lot of like player efficiency style rating on it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I could reorder this list again. Like, uh, it's hard. I would, Griffin and Davis, Porzingis, Love, like, they're staying in my top four. I, right, I well, think the other stuff might move around a little more. That's fair. I mean, I just like that I have a couple names on here that neither of y'all have, okay. which is excellent here. Number one, Anthony Davis. Yes. I just think I just think that's that's it. Yeah, from a player efficiency rating, that he is number one. So um, I definitely have Blake Griffin number two, and those two could be swapped back and forth. So you had Griffin at one. I think that's totally yeah totally defensible. Draymond at three. The man, back-to-back finals teams, like the linchpin of that offense and defense. I think the only ones that you have to qualify for is when when and where you place Al Horford and Taj Gibson. Because Horford didn't even make your list. No, he did. Oh, he did. He's at eight. Eight. Boom. I've got LaMarcus Aldridge at four. Um, Al Horford at five. Millsap, six. Gibson, seven. Millsap, six. Six. Okay. All right. Um... Taj Gibson seven, <laughs> okay. Ibaka eight. Ibaka eight. Ibaka. Baka. Baka. <laughs> Guy has removed his headphones for I'm those. Not twice, for so. those. Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: just because you put him on a team in Orlando that already has 17 power forwards, yeah. like all of a sudden he's not going to play as well when he's playing with KD and Russ. Oh yeah, uh, he that's was... a real hot take, guys. Yeah, that's I could never believe that Serge wouldn't play as well on a shitty Orlando team as he did on the World Championship, you know, contenders in OKC. Right. So if you want to judge it on like what he's done in the first four weeks of the season, and all of a sudden say he's, you know in the last 80th percentile of the league. Like, that's cute. That's a real hot take. (laughs) So Ibaka can still, I don't know, block shots, shoot threes, get rebounds, do everything for your team. You put him back on a contending team. Like, you put Ibaka on San Antonio, all of a sudden, like, oh, now it's a whole different story. Now Ibaka (laughs) is just this, like, world killer. That yeah, hurts you. Yeah. That hurts you, you even more. You better write a lock on that. I have list. another list. It doesn't hurt me, man. You forgot Blake Griffin existed. <laughs> this is like this I is can't your trust your takes right now. This is your number seven. You do not know nothing. Whoop. Um, I've got I've got Porzingis at nine. I think he crossed the top ten Porzingis. in the league. I got Zinger at nine, and then just out of respect, I've got Nowitzki at ten. 
just because I think you got to. The breadth of the career, like, you know, is he a corpse right now? Yes. And so then just sitting on the outside, I had Kevin Love on the outside. But that dude is not the same player as he was in Minnesota. No, and you can't – to me, you can't say he's the top 10 power forward at this point in, in my mind. But so essentially – like, who did I have that you guys didn't? Uh, I didn't have Julius Randle in my top ten. I don't feel bad about that. No. Um, Jabari Parker. I don't feel bad about that either. No. Um, who you even had on your list? You had some, I had, like, I had, uh, some I Chinese had, players and some, some <laughs> Latvian dudes. Like, you were just... I had a Derek Favors who's probably not in consideration. But Derek we, Favors is in, like, but he was a the top. 30s, man. By the way, didn't the Bulls no. just play Utah? Didn't Taj Gibson just put up some numbers and like Derek Favors didn't play. I, I exactly. would like to exactly. point to you a statistic from the player stats and efficiency ratings that Derek Favors does not even crack the top 20. Ooh, he hasn't played he, this season. He, he doesn't crack the top 20. <laughs> I don't come back with more stats. Okay, next so week now my list of 15 is now 14. <laughs> Great top 10. Thanks. <laughs> I put Towns in there, you know, which People can argue all they want. I mean, the Towns will be there. Um, you know, Porzingis will be higher on there. You'll get guys like Miles Turner. Remember, you put Al Horford and Millsap in the same power forward list. That's right. Okay, they they were on the same team for like seven years. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. But like, what does that what does that even mean? Russell Westbrook has been playing with point guards his entire career, and he's a two guard. All right, I, I'm not stepping into this. Steph Curry and. Uh, What's his name that plays on Indiana now? Monte. Monte Ellis. Yeah. They play Monte Ellis was forever. never a one though. But that's what I'm saying. But he he still plays that position sometimes. Like him oh. and Jeff Teague. Like. Yeah, they, they do. Monte swap. Ellis is the Allen Iverson <laughs> point guard, right? No, I just found it hysterical. I don't know. I I laughed to myself and I had heated. to say it out loud. Uh, he did. All right. I had a Zach Randolph. I guess I had Tristan Thompson in there. It's it's the bill. I think you know if you're gonna consider Boogie a power forward, he's got to be in that list. Um, if you're going to consider it, yes. Yeah. Zach yeah. Randolph. I mean, he's put up those numbers forever, yes, and he yes. stands next to uh, Marcus also. Yeah, he's playing power forward. But if you put him on any other team, is Zach Randolph your power forward or your center? I don't mm. know. So not I'm saying, sh- not sure, not sure. So I guess I mean I wanted to bring this up just to, to kind of understand if I was so off base with Al Horford and Taj Gibson, but y'all didn't give me any reasons to think that I was. <laughs> <laughs> three man weave. There is one more question for this three man weave. Are we going to drop into it? It's the last one. It's the last one. The last one. Who is the next big man to win the MVP? Oh yeah, Woo. you want to do it? Drop. Well, we let's do it. We we've already we've already dropped it. Yeah, so we've already we've already been in here talking about the best power forwards in the league. I mean, centers now are included, so it doesn't matter what position they're playing. <laughs> so if this is a power forward or a center, yes, for for this qualification, if so, the Pelicans um, get to that top seat at some point in AD's career while AD's on the team, I believe he's a MVP. Top seat, like yeah. one. I don't. Two. I was gonna say like I don't think he needs to get to the top seed, but they just gotta be good. Yeah. Otherwise, Mr. Man, Joel Embiid. Whoa, the, will next, be the big next big man to win MVP. The We're seeing a, cr- a rise of big men, but I think it's gonna take a while before. The only we... thing. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I see not happening faster than the Pelicans getting good is Philadelphia getting good. So that's not, not, not going to happen. No, I'm not feeling that. <laughs> Man, okay. All right. So, okay. I guess that kind of. That's, so you're you're locking into Embiid or AD. I'm locking into those two. Those, I mean, it's tough, it's tough to go against I took the that. bias out of this. <laughs> it's, it's tough to go out of that. I would actually say, though, that I would. 
potentially throw Cat into the mix I'd or an MVP that. contender, mm-hmm. in which case Minnesota makes a run. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's got a better team. He's got a better chance of the voters, you know, putting his name in the hat. If they're doing, if they're doing extremely well, who are they going to say is an MVP candidate mm-hmm. on that team? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Wiggins will probably play really well for them to be doing that too. So that might split some votes a little That's bit. That's right. That's right. I, I, I don't think I can. Put, I don't. I don't have any other players that I think can even enter that. That mix, at it's least crazy, for the right? MVP candidates. Yeah, I mean, well, they're all young guys, and so they all have the upside, right? Yeah. And so it's just about the future, and it, you're just looking at the landscape right now. Is like yeah. who can win MVP this season, the next season? That's not yeah, one of these young guys. Yeah, it's not not, not a thing. The only guy I think that potentially could is Blake Griffin. Uh-huh. If the Clippers keep this run going, could if they you know if they end up somehow as the number one seed at the end of the season, mm-hmm. Clippers is the number one seed. Like I think Blake Griffin's got to get a lot of a lot of shine, a lot of look for that. Um, you know, people aren't going to want to give it to LeBron for Cleveland. Like what? Because they slept their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's not going to be a thing. That, the Golden State fair. backlash is going to be a thing. Um, you're going to have the guards, right? You're going to have your Harden and your Westbrook. And yeah. but if they're just like if they're fighting for sixth and seventh place in the West, and then you got Clippers on top, I think Blake Griffin has a has a shot. He's the only big man that's got a shot right now. I feel like. Okay. Yeah, and like the the next couple years. Yeah. If but after this that, year. yeah, you guys are right though. It's all about the young dudes. I mean. So that's why I threw it up there because it's like yeah. it might not happen for a long time. For another five years. <laughs> yeah. It's not as long as so I do want to introduce one bet that MTG this is prior to the podcast. MTG has the longest bet that I'm aware of. The number of years Here we go. Exp- ex- explain this bet. It's the I, number of movies, the over under <laughs> that Shaquille O'Neal will star will not star in, but just be in in the next ten years. <laughs> in the next ten years. This is the decade Shaquille O'Neal movie bet. <laughs> that's right. And I think I, I think I had seven, right? If yeah. he's in seven or more, yes. I win the bet. Yes. And I think he was in like three as of the time of that bet being <laughs> made because no, the individual was no I was betting against, yeah, just you know, couldn't be bothered to to look up the information. We'll have to do his IMDb. That's what I'm saying. So we'll we'll keep that we'll keep that track in next time. Tune in seven years from now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> On our weekly podcast. Item the pine. All right. So this wraps up. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty, not novelty. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. It's Seattle connection. Vancast not works. All right, and we're back with league activity for the week. So, not a lot of league activity going on. Not a lot of trades going on. Uh, basically, we're in the midst of just regular gameplay throughout the season. I did want to talk about one one aspect though. We're getting. I don't know if it's completely finalized yet, but there are there are sections of the CBA that have been finalized. So I did want to talk just about a couple things that I am aware of on, on the new CBA structure. Break so it down. they're going to be reducing the preseason by a week, which is, to me, I Beautiful. think that's a very positive step. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, they're going to be giving higher minimums for D-League players. So I think it was raising from like forty or 50000 to like seventy five or 100000 or something like that. So That's great. Um, and then there's like changes to the cap hold structure. And I tried to get into the actual, the cap holds and exactly how this works. And this is like, I don't know, it's like trying to read the tax code. It is not, it's not easy to understand. So I, I think there's going to be, there's definitely some changes. It, it just exactly kind of when trades, like what the caps are for certain teams and like when those trades can kind of be recognized. I know that they've intended to make the, the process for trading go much, much quicker. So I think we're going to see, I think we could see some deals close a lot faster next season. So when July comes around, just like 
man, just get ready. It's just going to go off next season. Unbelievable. Hamilton. <laughs> but I don't know. As soon as that like completely finalizes, I'm going to do a deeper a deeper dive, but I've just I've just found a few stats kind of here and there. Um so getting into specific player activity, I'm not seeing hardly any movement at all. Not not anything like to even report about. Um cuz we're how, how far away from the trade deadline are we? That's February, so February? a couple okay. months still. Um, approximately 122 days. So, <laughs> um, 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 um. Um, from an injury perspective, like there are some smaller injuries, but I haven't over the over the last week I haven't seen any sort of like any sort of larger inju- injuries kind of happening in teams. There's some other people that have kind of come back, like the Drew Holidays and whatnot, but we're not seeing any any like long term multi month injuries happening. Or at yeah. least over the last week, um, some no namer in OKC did get a suffer a concussion and a broken like jawbone or something. So yeah, he might be out for a while. Oh, Samaj uh, Kristen. Okay, he's not really. He's sorry. kind of like under under the radar, anyways. Yeah. Um, from a fine perspective, I do want to talk about the fact that Noah Booker and Jennings are really oh, Noah and uh, and and uh, I think it was. Booker. Well, Booker got his first ejection this week, so they are putting up some reps. Not John Wall style reps, but they're definitely putting in some reps. Um, the other contracts that I did see that Alonzo Gee is he made the Nuggets for the rest of the season, and I don't know. Journeyman Quincy AC is is out in Dallas. I didn't know he was still in Dallas. Yeah, so. I didn't even know he was in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> um. Isn't he a founding father? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> John he's, Quincy he's, Acey? He's the, <laughs> he's the sixth president of the Players Association. Um, going to some lighter news. I don't know. The league, this is semi-lighter news, I guess. The league made this big deal about like a, several teams boycotting Trump hotels. I don't really care kind of where the players stay. Yeah. Like, I assume that they just stayed with, like, whatever girls they had in that city. So I didn't even know that they exactly stayed at the hotels. Ha, boom. <laughs> I don't know. You got to stay at a Trump hotel. You can't, can't be a part of that. You don't know what's going on. That's fine. That's fine. It. But I don't, I don't care. Like, stay wherever you want, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But it should, like, it'll probably go into the other teams, too. And that, that's okay. I think Mark Cuban went on record saying he hasn't been on, he hasn't put his, team in trip hotels in months that's good because he i mean that's he fun. was just a completely vocal opponent of them yeah now well mark cuban has his players stay in literal shark tanks when they're on the road so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> pitching um, my ideas <laughs> man i ran across I, I ran across this uh this kid this high school kid this muhammad i think it's muhammad bamba is his name i sent a link to this uh in our slack channel this dude is incredible, and usually I don't kind of get into that the high school and college kids on this, but I'm like, they was they were saying his like wingspan is like <coughs> his wingspan is like 92 inches. I mean, he is just like he is only behind Gobert for like length in his wingspan. So that's like, like right now. eight they're, feet. Yeah, they're they're basically saying he's gonna be a he's gonna go to school for like one year. And feet wingspan, <laughs> yeah, just gigantic. That didn't even make sense to me. Well, what is eight? Eight feet is eighty. No, eight feet is ninety six. Ninety six. 
I'll, yeah, set over seven and a half. That's really, really, <laughs> that's huge win, man. Holy cow. Well, that's cool. He's um, a high school player right now? He's a high school player. Okay. He's going, he's uh, basically going to be a contender for Naismith Player of the Year, obviously. Wow. Because he's like 7'8". Yeah, you know, that'll that'll work in high school. So, um, the only thing, other thing in kind of lighter news that I've seen, like, for some reason, the all all the NBA players are behind the Dallas Cowboys for some reason. They're just, like, completely cheering them on and just, like, is it, does the NBA, is the N- NBA going bandwagon on the, on the on Cowboys? On the Dak Preston. <laughs> on Ezekiel Elliott and, the, and Dak Preston? Maybe. <laughs> We've definitely seen a lot of comments from uh, LeBron and others, so. Um, but we continue to move on. So I want to get into a couple quotes for Did He Say That? I think this first one is important. This first one is important to us here in, in Seattle. So Russell Wilson goes on Twitter and says, I'm excited to announce that I partnered with the Sonics Arena Group to help bring the NBA and NHL back to the best fan base in the world. One, I don't care about the NHL, but I think that's really cool. I think we're get, we are taking some steps to kind of move forward in that process and getting getting somebody as high profile as Russell Wilson in the city to kind of back that cause that, that helps rejuvenate the fan base and get everybody started. Um, Guy, break down this one from this quote from Jalen Jalen Brown. Yeah, so Celtics rookie, who I labeled as a bust, uh, Jalen Brown, um, they just recently played the Warriors. And I remember last season, the Warriors were like 23, 22-0 when they played Boston. And Boston went on this train of like making all these shirts being like 22-1 or 23-1 and and yeah. going all off on them. So this season, around the same time, you know, around the same time, Golden State's having a pretty sick season so far playing uh, Boston. And they were just like, look at us, you know. We're celebrating on top of the world. We're crushing you guys in Boston. And Boston, just Jalen Brown goes, that was disrespectful. We'll see them again. Just... So what? What? But what actually happened? They're just they were showboating, or what? what you know, like they? you know, like uh, after a three pointer or something like oh. that. Like they would just like go nuts or a Golden State Boston rivalry. What? I guess I, I don't know. All right. Um, so continuing on with the with the Boston, set, with, with yeah, with Boston. So Isaiah Isaiah Thomas was having have not a great game or something, and he was basically talking to Brad Stevens. So he called Stevens at 3 a.m. to talk about some comments from the game. And he go- and apparently they had they had figured out everything from that game by, like, 3.05. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why is is this an issue? No, nah, that's because uh, Brad Stevens has very limited vocabulary, and he can only talk in sound bites that are bland and vanilla, and he can't actually express any personality in, in <laughs> his vocalization. So by 3.05, it was just it was just It done. was just over. It was just over. It was I, funny though. They had a players only meeting yeah. and Stevens was excluded from that and um they came out like hopping and whatever and they lost the next game and so then Isaiah Thomas went off and was like, All right, I'm gonna call yeah. Brad Stevens at three in the morning. I really I thought this this quote from Isaiah Thomas was also interesting. Isaiah Thomas just commenting on the new NBA, he goes This is not the same Isaiah Thomas. This is the oh, Detroit Oh, Detroit Bad Isaiah Boy. Thomas? Yeah. Okay. But but still, okay. He goes, our game today is not about artistry and origination. It's about shoot it 20 times from here. It's been broken in, into really a cold science, which takes emotions, feeling, love, passion, all those things out of the sport. I mean, I think he has a, I mean, he has a, 
he has a point to a certain extent, but there there's still like there's still emotion. There's extreme emotion in this game. I don't like I get where he's going. He's he's saying that the game is becoming a lot more analytical, which it is. And you like you should probably try to shoot from here because that's where you're making all your shots. But I just feel like we're smarter NBA fans, smarter NBA analysts, smarter NBA players and yes. coaches, and they're just doing what's trending and thinking smarter about the game than they did in the 80s and 90s. So this guy is just trying to be this old, retired person uh, being like hating on the NBA. I mean, I hate siding with Isaiah Thomas on anything yeah. in this world, but I would agree like 100%. I feel like right now there's a lot less chances that are being taken with teams and players. That's I right. feel like those analytics, if anything, yes, they will help you have success as defined by what success means at any given time, right? Oh, Golden State's running, you know, spread offense and shooting all these threes. All of a sudden, everyone wants to do that. All of a sudden, you got the Atlanta Hawks doing it, and it's when, like, everybody right. jumps on the bandwagon. Right. It's a bandwagon league right now. Um, That's right. Back in the 80s and 90s, you just had a lot more originality. You had teams with identities that were not like other teams. You go into Portland and you face, you know, uh, Clyde, Clyde Drexler yeah. and Terry Porter yeah. and all these guys, Jerome Kersey. Like, you're going in there. It's a very distinct team that you have to game plan for and they have their identity that is not the same as Houston Rockets with Hakeem and um and all these guys yeah yeah you know their twin towers back when they had them in the 80s just like all these things like there was a lot of there was a lot of different ways to play basketball and now everyone says it has to be this way threes are worth more than two the corner three is shorter uh you know post play is inefficient uh you know you have to pass the ball in these certain ways at these certain angles otherwise it's not going to work and i think that comes a lot from the players as well in terms of you have all these guys that are coming out of high school and one year of college that are not learning the game in the same way way. that's right and so mimicking what they see in the nba and so they're coming to the league earlier which is fine but then they're being all taught in the same way by the same group of coaches over and over again in the same fashion that's an awesome point i just think right now you just see a lot of the same thing when i watch basketball i just see a lot of people who are really good at taking really bad shots yeah like the other night when we saw phoenix beat portland and i was talking about like oh yeah dame lillard reached on that steal and then the guy made a fall you know a fadeaway three you know and happened to make it like that's not a good shot but but like you know when you have Steph Curry who can make any shot at any place everyone wants to mimic him and I think that's going to be a problem so people are going to take really (laughs) bad shots they're just going to be really skilled at taking really bad shots it's not a good shot when you have a hand (laughs) in your face and you're Kevin Durant and you can just jump over somebody so you can make it anyways that's not as good a shot as if you actually put the ball on the floor did a spin move got to the bucket and dished it or dunked it that's actually a better basketball play I uh, takes more skill and more thought and more originality and I think these players don't take these chances because if they don't work they're labeled ball hogs they're labeled you know all these oh you're not following you know we know more because analytics now yeah analytics has become a little bit of a straight jacket right it's mm-hmm. the thing about like I if you agree. don't do I something agree. that conforms yeah. with our numbers that you're doing it wrong you don't belong in this list that haha <laughs> So I just I just I agree with Isaiah Thomas. I think there needs to be a more fuller uh, uh, analysis of what it means to be a basketball player, what success means, what you know, what is good and bad. There's just not one right definition no, of what no, makes I, a great I, player. But I think we're all trending towards like, oh, KD and Steph shoot the ball incredibly well, so that's what it means to be a really good basketball player. Um, these yeah. big men that have, oh, you know, I can dribble and I can run the fast break and I can do all, like I can do everything from every position like is that what it means to be a really good big man all of a sudden Timofey Mozgov is mm-hmm. not yeah. a really good center right. because all these other players can do these other things he's right. still excellent at what he does mm-hmm. Enos Cantor can't play defense but he's incredible with his back to the basket and an offensive post but all of a sudden because he can't do the things Carl Anthony Towns can do he's not a good player like what are we 
like what how we evaluate this is such a deeper conversation like about how they're taught about how it's being exposed about how they're absorbing and how how about they want to evolve into the NBA and how players in the NBA want to get to that next paycheck and how they behave with the, the coaches that have been basically diluted from one organization one organ one organization or the other one you know or another <laughs> one organization and to that point dude it's like we don't have a Karl Malone in the NBA we don't have a Hakeem Olajuwon necessarily in the NBA or David Robinson we have all these players that are playing very similar games yeah we, when we have these radical players we don't know how to use them. And we don't know how to let them find their way and use their, you know, infuse their personality into their if game. If you put them in the corner of a three for a three that might not ever show, like you're wasting Rubio's talent. What, you're wasting. Who, yeah, who, who would Charles Barkley have been if you made him a stretch four? Seriously. Like, oh, so he's going to stand in the corner like Kevin Love now? That's yeah. not, you know, he was the round mound of rebound. The man yeah. was six six and was playing power forward and, like, was one of the toughest dudes in the league. You don't get a Charles Barkley in this day and age. You now. don't get a Dennis Rodman. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dennis Rodman would just wait out by the three-point line. He'd know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? He'd, oh, get, he'd get no playing time. So, so that's I, I love what you said really quick. I just want to say that Isaiah Thomas's point is there. It's, it has a lot of merit, but I think it's also just – an old guy kind of commenting on the league that he's not a part of, seeing a lot of efficiency being bestowed on the league, oh. but it's not necessarily identifiable. You know, you have a CJ McCollum and a Damian Lillard, but they're playing the same way as Golden State and as in Atlanta. And as Toronto. I mean, that's the thing about DeMar DeRozan, right? We have to have, a, have this question every week about, like, oh, can he still be a good player in the league Because even though he can't shoot threes? It's like the answer to that should be obviously yes. Yeah. I mean, what happened to like guys like Rip Hamilton? Who only had mid range? I love, games. I love. Rip That's what I'm saying. But we can't. That can't be allowed in this game. Oh, a long two. That's an inefficient shot. We can't have that. So when Isaiah Thomas says it's a cold science and takes the emotions and feelings out, I don't see dudes with the same emotion that I saw back in the day. Obviously, there's things. It's like a you lot can't of fake get. emotion, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you can't get in. I mean, obviously, like you can't get in fights nowadays. Everybody gets flagrant for you know tripping yeah. over a shoe, like all these things. It it's to me, it's not as fun to watch, right? Like we have these great, incredible talents, yeah. but we don't let them fully express themselves sure. like it's a league now it's a corporation it's a machine that's how i feel about a lot of these players when i look at them play it's like yeah you're a machine you can make that exact shot that you're supposed to be able to make but you can't do anything else sure outside of your comfort zone all right we will tackle analytics and the breakdown yeah was- i mean that that is definitely warranted for a much longer discussion and segment i i mean you know thanks mtg and for so kind of kind of breaking down into that, but yeah, we need we need to continue to look something at that. that doesn't need any time at all discussed. But Durant at halftime when they were playing on ESPN on Friday on Drake night <laughs> gets bumped by Drake. Gets continued. <laughs> I love to be that. pestered. I thought this was so funny. Gets continued to uh, pestered about like questions about Toronto and whatever. And then the last <laughs> question is like, you know, how do you feel about playing on ESPN on Drake night? And Katie goes, I don't give a damn about no Drake night. <laughs> Straight up to my face. He was, he, he was so angry. Yeah, he was so awesome. angry. It was really but, cool. Um, so I, I do want to conclude with the last kind of quote for did he say that today? And so MJ commented on Westbrook, and I thought this was a cool comment. Uh, when I watch him play, I see a lot of resemblance resemblance of, of his passion for the game of basketball for the way I played. I think that's a huge compliment. Uh, a huge, huge compliment. It's a huge compliment, but is that true? 
I wanted your take on that. In terms of what do you say, a lot of the passion for the game. Yeah, I think it's very similar. And like we had this conversation before the season about who takes on the mantle, the Black Mamba. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. And he took that mantle on from Jordan about just like who wants to win no matter what. Yeah. I think it almost goes back to the conversation we were just having about like Russell Westbrook is a different player who doesn't fit in these boxes that we've constructed, yeah. and everyone loves him. Yeah, right. He shows the emotion. He shows the passion. His game is not cold science. His is you're in my way. It's I'm going to dunk science. on you. Yeah. It's I'm going to spin on you. I'm going to do everything to win this game. And that's why Russell Westbrook, when he plays, it looks so different every time he's out there, right? You don't know where he's going to be, how he's going to shoot, how he's going to move, where he's going to pass. That's excellent. When I go and watch Golden State, I know where Steph's going to be. He's going to shoot the shot. I know where KD's going to be. And that's great. And, it, you know, I love watching Golden State. But when we talk about individuality and passion for the game, Westbrook, he's got the mantle. So he's like a 2016 version of, uh, of Michael Jordan. That's pretty nah, nah. We ain't saying that. <laughs> I always I always thought of Michael Jordan as a very cerebral player, just like mm. doing the shot, making the shot, making a you know a fist bump or something. <laughs> he never like celebrated. Young MJ, young MJ had had his moments. Like his moments, yeah. But like Russell is like every shot That's matters true. that much. That's you know, true. he's on the bleachers half the time. You know, so. uh, now nah, what Russell Westbrook could have played back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, oh, he yeah. I don't he, know if you can say that for every player in the league. No, definitely not. Cousins could have played too. And right. bad boy Nick Stauskas could. Nick <laughs> All right. We're going to be right back with the Ramblin' Gambler. Whoa! Man, man, man. Ramblin' Gambler here. Ramblin' Gambler. <laughs> Yeehaw! Back with the Ramblin' Gambler for this week. Week four of the NBA season. So, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Where do I even start? Where do I even start? Let me just start at the top. Go, building off from last week, Indiana cannot be relied on for anything. Paul George is completely missing in action, is going to be require a search and rescue team pretty soon here. Man, absolutely terrible trying to predict where he's going. Charlotte. Charlotte is completely up and down. It's like trying to play the stock market, trying to figure out what Charlotte's going to do. Frank Kaminsky's, like, the only thing that I can bet on is Frank Kaminsky's love for Skittles. So that is the only thing that I can bet on for the, for Charlotte. Um, the Pelicans are getting serious again, and I don't really know how to take that. I think I've had to get on some medication trying to, trying to predict that they're actually winning games again. Um, I do know that they got better with Drew Holiday. However, however, I'm just really, really skeptical that they're going to continue to win games. For some reason, for some reason, he he cannot get thrown out of this top spot, and it's just driving me absolutely insane. DeMar DeRozan is still leading the league in points, still leading the league in points in a very, very, very competitive league, and even over De, uh, even over Harden, who's just continually just shooting all the time, absolutely all the time. And DeMar DeRozan, it's just because he plays insane minutes, absolutely insane minutes. So he's going off. I I want to bet on him, but by the time I feel like I'm going to bet on him, he's going to go cold on me. I just do not know what to say. I am completely on board the Whiteside train. I'm completely on board the Whiteside train, and if you listen to the three-man weave this week, you, you understand that. I'm definitely putting my money where my mouth is here, and I think he's going to continue to, to run the board express. And where's your mouth? <laughs> Get out of here, man. This is my segment. <laughs> um, the Knicks, dude. Gabe Adag- 
Gee bet against me on the Knicks, and we'll get into that game next week. But, man, the Knicks are just completely spotty up and down. They they could still – they definitely can make the playoffs. Obviously, it's still very, very early, but they are completely up and down. I, I don't know when to back them, don't know when to kind of pull back. Um, Gee and I are always on different sides on the Knicks, even though I do have some, Nick, some Knicks par- uh, paraphernalia. Uh, but it is not – it is not worn very much because I just just gives me anxiety. The Magic. The Magic are still potentially in playoff contention, which is absolutely insane to me. I think the Magic are sitting at the Magic are at six and seven, putting them, you know, all the way they they're basically tied. Uh seven, eight, and nine are tied in the, the East right now. The magic making the playoffs is just, it's a dystopian state that I don't understand. So, um, but boy, when you, you start to go lower, Detroit is absolutely just dragging right now. The the Bucks, the Bucks are playing better than their record actually attests. So it's very hard to bet on them. The Heat have basically died and died in South Florida where other old people die. So it, I guess it makes sense. Uh, the Nets, Obviously, the Nets are a JV basketball team. Somehow made it into the NBA, so um, you know what? That's fine. The Wizards have – they actually have performers. But how the hell – like, even betting on, like, points for John Wall and Bradley Beal, like, I just cannot get behind them to actually win a game, and neither can they. 76ers are, are just a crapshoot. I, I feel like they can – on their finest nights, they can play with Cleveland. They could play with the Warriors, but it's it's completely variable. Just bring your dice and just roll it. Figure out what what you're going to bet on that night. So, this is Hondo. I'm running about sixty five percent in my uh, picks for the season. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep following. So, watch us every day. Hashtag RTP picks. So, Gee and I are uh, are basically betting on every single game. 1,230 games. Everything is coming at you every single day. But watch, you get a slight reprieve this week. There is no basketball on Thursday due to the Thanksgiving holiday. So you know, Go spend some time with your family on Thursday. I'm watching Space Jam. Get, get, <laughs> getting right back in the mood and gathering my, gathering my uh, extra gambling picks for the next games. All right, this is Honda with the Rambling Gambler. Oh. All right, so we're going to close it out with our games of the week. I think our RTP game of the week is Raptors versus Clippers. Blah 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 blah. I don't. Do you guys agree on this? Agree on this pick? Did you guys look at other games coming up for this week? What's basketball? I agree with this pick. You, you know, what is basketball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to the tail end of our episode, are we? <laughs> no, I, I I honestly think this is going to be a very very good game. Uh, I think I, hope so. I think the Clips are just running too hot though. Um, is it in LA? Huh? Is it in LA? Oh, is it, it in LA? I believe it's in LA. Like, <laughs> I just heard. You understand and, the I words did, that come out of my mouth? I, no, I just heard in LA, and you I was like, I don't know what that meant. So, three other games. Okay, I think the OKC versus the Lakers this week is a fairly decent game. I think the Spurs versus the Hornets is a game that I want to watch and I do want to see the rematch of the Lakers versus Golden State, especially after that that blowout by the Lakers. Boom. Am I saying Lake that? Lake show. Lake town. Um, so, okay. 
I do have to do give my public service announcement to a few <laughs> games coming up this week, which are not very good. Um, the first one, well, the games, the games as we're recording today on the twentieth are not spectacular. Um, however, there's a few a few other games coming up. Magic played the Mavs in what I believe can be a nominee for worst game of the year. Wow, that's I mean, you wouldn't even go with something like. Philadelphia Mavericks. You think Orlando Mavericks is is up there for worst game of the year? Oh, it's potentially up. It's it's wow. it's a nominee. That's also a nominee. Right. So We're there's probably about five or so that are that can make that. There's a Brooklyn probably a Brooklyn indie game Ooh. that is definitely Ooh. definitely on in that potential. Uh, the Suns Suns play the Wizards. I do not like this game. The Wizards and Magic. Ooh, Wizards Magic is terrible. I do not want to watch that. Oh oh. Time out. The other game that I said is a potential <laughs> nominee for worst game of the year. That is coming to fruition. Actually so, this week. Yeah, actually this week. So the Nets will take on the Pacers, and and no one will show up. Uh, take your batteries out of your remote. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wireless, just sh- break your TV. <laughs> just break your TV. And that has been our public service announcement. Yes. For week four of the NBA season, episode 14, Gee. You know what? We're going to be back with week five next week and more more, and more heated debate. I'm Hondo here with MTG and Gee. Yahoo! Thanks for joining us. Peace out. Marcusall has a Twitter account, apparently. Marcusall tweets a lot, but none more than this one that was liked, retweeted about 20,000 times after his game winner Wednesday against the Clippers. He posts a picture of him doing the dance. I want to apologize to absolutely nobody. Branson. This has been a Vencast Studios production. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.